All right. Capitalist realism is not what we're covering today. (laughs) This podcast is called Political Theory and um, Other Stuff. My name is Mike. My name is Paul. And we are covering Nathan Robinson's article from Current Affairs on Jordan Peterson called The Intellectual We Deserve. And um, we are doing this in multiple parts. We are at, uh, we're on, today is part two. And uh, the article doesn't have page numbers, so we're just like, let's say, a quarter of the way through the article. We're going to assume it's 84 pages, though. Uh, yeah, based seriously. Based on the perceived <laughs> Right? Yeah, yikes. All right. So um, last time, uh, we ended right before all of these diagrams. And uh, I'll, I'll read what it says before the diagrams. It says, needless to say, when someone is this convinced of their own brilliance, they can be unaware of just how far afield they have drifted from the world of sense and reason. The diagrams and figures in maps, are of, in maps of meaning are astonishing. They are masterpieces of un, unprovable gibberish. And, these, and, and, and just to recap, last episode, Mr. Uh, Robinson did what he will continue to do, which is just taking sizable excerpts from Peterson's books and, and then also his interviews and lectures and showing how if he's saying something, it's not profound. It's very... Um, it's profoundly vague. Right, right. It's, it's not profound. It's also vague. And it's, uh, it's written in a way that is very um, esoteric. So with these diagrams, I'm not gonna, we're not going to take the time to explain them to you. We should they, read the names of them, though. Okay. You want to read the names of them? Yeah, we've got uh, the regeneration of stability from the domain of chaos. Um, this diagram features three ovals. We have the alchemical opus has myth of redemption. Um, once again, based in ovals. Uh, one of these ovals is named the king of order. Uh, and one of these ovals is named the dragon of chaos. Um, so real high level shit. Um, we have the voluntary descent of the Buddha. Many people have written thousands of pages on this sort of stuff. Uh, and he summed it up with a picture of an oval and a picture of a dragon. We have the fragmentary representation of procedure and custom in image and word. Literally, this diagram features nothing. Uh, there is no input on it except for three uh, circles. <laughs> and then we have the exploratory hero has son of the heavenly mother. Once again, it has a dragon in it. So, uh, and then it appears to be a picture. Uh, I'm probably gonna look like an idiot because I'm sure this is a super famous artwork or something. Uh, but the other part is the picture of uh, a caveman in a clay pot. Um, once again, I would assume uh, that's like Odysseus. Gilgamesh or, or something. Okay. Well, it looks Greek to me. It looks yeah, Greek rather than uh, Mesopotamian or whatever. Mesopotamian, I, yeah. They weren't as good at drawing. Yeah, or he uh, found that in the back of a comic book. I'm really not sure. But yeah, so these diagrams, uh, the overall thing, ridiculously overarching titles, 
i.e. the alchemical opus, his myth of redemption. And then they literally contain like no information whatsoever, just arrows. And, and that's the summary of his guidance for there. They but, are, uh, they oh, are worth I'm looking sorry. at uh, from like a, a <laughs> comedy level. Like if you yes. have the time to pull up uh, this, this article, you should look at the diagrams just to get a sense of, of really what's going on here. Yes, and we um, will uh, uh, have a link on our, yeah. our page if yeah. you want to look at that. What I would love to do, or what would be fun, I wouldn't love to do it, but if you were an actual Peterson fan, just to be able to use some of these titles in a conversation, it's like, dude, I would explain this to you, but I just know you don't understand the diagram of the exploratory hero as the son of the heavenly mother. Uh, and until you can really comprehend that, I don't think you can go any further with this conversation. <laughs> like that, that sort of stuff I could see being pretty fun. Totally, totally. God. So do you want to um, read some more here? Yeah, yeah. So uh, in reference to these diagrams, let's start reading. How does one even address material like this? It can't be refuted. Are we ruled by a dragon of chaos? Is the dragon feminine? Does the state of pre-conscious paradise have a voluntary encounter with the unknown? Is the episodic really more explicit than the procedural? These are not questions with answers because they are not questions with meanings. The inflating of the obvious into the awe-inspiring is part of why Peterson can operate so successfully in the self-help genre. He can give people the most elementary fatherly life advice, parentheses, clean your room, stand up straight, while making it sound like wisdom, consider this summary of principles from the end of 12 Rules for Life. These are amazing. What shall I do to strengthen my spirit? Question mark. Do not tell lies or do what you despise. What should I do to ennoble my body? Use it only in the service of my soul. What shall I do with the most difficult of questions? Well, you should consider them the gateway to the path of life. What shall I do with the poor man's plight? You should strive through right example to lift his broken heart. What shall I do when the great crowd beckons? Well, you should stand tall and utter my broken truths. Uh, my God. Uh, these are pompous, pompous biblical ways of saying, tell the truth, be true to yourself, see challenges as opportunities, set a good example, and give confident and long-winded lectures to your adoring crowd of fans. Parentheses, note the response to the poor man's plight, which is not to actually help him, but to show him what a better person you are so that he will have a model to emulate. End parentheses. Peterson's writing style constantly adds convolutions to disguise the simplicity of his mind. So he won't say, the man's cancer metastasized. He will say, the man fell prey to the tendency of that dread condition to metastasize. <laughs> the harder people have to work to figure out what you're saying, the more accomplished they'll feel when they figure it out. And the more sophisticated you will appear, everybody wins. Uh, just a few more Petersons for, uh, Petersonisms for everybody. Uh, there is no being without imperfection. No shit. <laughs> to share does not mean to give away something you value and get nothing back. That is instead what every child who refuses to share fears it means. To share means properly to initiate the process of trade. Could mean anything, depending on interpretation. If I share my food with a hungry person and ask for nothing in return, I may still have gotten something. 
but the maxim could also be interpreted as a defense of avarice. You can find a justification in it for whatever your worldview already is. <clears throat> Next one. You can't make rules for the exceptional, <laughs> by definition. <laughs> the future is the place of all potential monsters. Uh, the future is the place for all potential everything. <laughs> People do not care whether or not they succeed. They care about whether or not they fail, uh, which is apparently different. Uh, people aren't after happiness. They're after not hurting. Uh, I'm actually after happiness. Thanks. Uh, life is suffering. That's clear. There is no more basic irrefutable truth. Uh, anything is irrefutable if it's not clear what they mean by it. <laughs> and you cannot be protected from things that frighten you and hurt you. But if you identify with part of your being that is responsible for transformation, then you are always the equal or more than the equal of the things that frighten you. Unless you're frightened of leopards and are subsequently eaten by leopards. Um, side note, all those funny retorts to the Petersonisms are just part of the article. I'm not that funny. I just need to clarify. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's exactly what we've been talking about. Um, I know it's a little hard for us to add to it because this Robinson guy is such a badass. Um, but it's not, it's obviously not just Peterson and it's so hard, you know, not to, the article's already mentioned it, but not to just compare him to like evangelical pastors or whatever, where he is just saying vague stuff um, that he swears, if you follow this, your wife will be better and more whole. Um, and that if your wife isn't like this, it's because you're ignoring that the future is the place of all potential monsters. Uh, and I would say it's not just evangelicals but it's really um mm -hmm. a subset of carpetbaggers and con men in general yeah. you know Fair whether it be yes. Yes. like you were saying Good like call. uh the tony robinsons or the uh deepak chopras or uh you know countless like cult leaders right these, these guys yeah. use their uh uh vagueness and 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 uh vocabulary to kind of uh, seduce people yeah um yeah it's got yeah that once you know the truth you'll never you can never know the truth because it is the truth sort of shit uh yeah perfect. did you want to um yeah. jump down to the part where it talks about uh uh the next pearson uh quote the chaos is what extends yeah. the multiplicity of possible interpretations is very important it makes it almost impossible to beat peterson an argument because every time one attempts to force him to defend a proposition he can insist he means something else for example he sees the world as fundamentally divided between the forces of chaos and the forces of order and explains the difference thus beginning the peterson quote chaos is what extends eternally and without limit beyond the boundaries of all states, all ideas, and all disciplines. It's the foreigner, the stranger, the member of another gang, the rustle in the bushes, the hidden anger of your mother. <laughs> Chaos is symbolically associated with the feminine. Oh my God. Order, by contrast, is explored territory. That's the hundreds of millions of years old hierarchy of place, position, and authority. Hundreds of millions of years old, oh, Jesus Christ. That's the structure of society. It's the structure provided by biology too. It's the flag of the nation. It's the greatness of tradition, the rows of desks in the school classroom, the trains that leave on time. In the domain of order, things behave as God intended. That's one of the most bullshit things I've ever read. Hundreds of millions of year old hierarchy. So is that dinosaur hierarchy? Right. 
Is that what we're referring to? I, I have to admit, I am not an expert on dinosaur hierarchy, um, which probably leads into my confusion of the dragon of chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's very easy to hear the echoes of authoritarianism, even fascism in this. Strong men create order, uh, which is what God intends. And the social structure is preserved by deference to authority, tradition, hierarchy, flags. Parentheses, heck, he even talks about the trains running on time, in parentheses. But the moment one tries to critique this, to talk about the dangers of adhering to flags and traditions for their own sake, Peterson will angrily insist that you have misunderstood his theory. Order is symbiotic with chaos, not superior to it. Order is not enough. The feminine is necessary as well, because chaos is associated with possibility itself, the source of ideas the mysterious realm of gestation and birth. <laughs> if you try to suggest that he has justified patriarchy, he will tell you that when he refers to the symbolically masculine, he does not mean men, but it's usually unclear what he does mean. And any attempt to figure it out will be met with a barrage of yet more jargon. What, for example, are we to make of his interpretation of The Simpsons, which stresses the importance of having a cruel bully around to keep the soft, effeminate kids from taking over? Without Nelson, king of the bullies, the school would soon be overrun by resentful, touchy millhouses, narcissistic, intellectual Martin princes, soft, chocolate-gorging German children, and infantile Ralph Wiggums. Months is a corrective, and an endorsement of bullying the weak, surely. But Peterson would deny that. God damn, that's Um, such a crazy perspective right uh consider the way peterson talks about the threat of physicality i i know how to stand up to a man who's unfairly trespassing against me um i laugh because i saw this uh him say this in an interview and just him describing it is just so awesome um and he's describing it to some woman that's one of these women that's like, oh, I'm a real feminist. And what that means is that women should stay at home and blah, right. blah, right. And so it was just <laughs> such an awesome interview. Anyhow, I know how to stand up against a man who's uh, unfairly trespassing against me. And the reason I know, and the reason I know that is because the parameters, is that parameters? Uh, parameters or parameters okay the parameters for my resistance are quite well defined which is we talk we argue we push and then it becomes physical if we if we move beyond the boundaries of civil discourse we know what the next step is that's forbidden in discourse with women and so i don't think that men can control crazy women i really don't believe it I think they have to throw their hands up in, in what? It's not even disbelief. It's that the cultural, it's that the cultural, there's no step forward that we can take under those circumstances. Because if the man is offensive enough and crazy enough, the reaction becomes physical right away. Or at least the threat is there. And when men are talking to each other in any serious manner, the underlying threat of physicality is always there, especially if it's a real conversation. Uh, It keeps the thing civilized to some degree. If you're talking to a man who wouldn't fight with you under any circumstances whatsoever, then you're talking to someone for whom you have absolutely no respect. But I can't see any way 
for example, there's a woman in Toronto who's been organizing this movement, let's say against me and some other people who are going to do a free speech event. And she managed to organize quite effectively and she's quite offensive, you might say. She, she compared us to Nazis, for example, publicly using this swastika, which wasn't something I was all that fond of. But I'm defenseless against uh, the kind of female, that kind of female insanity, because the techniques that I would use against a man who was employing those tactics are forbidden to me. So I don't know. It seems to me that it, it isn't men who have to stand up and say enough of this, <laughs> even though that is uh, what they should do. It seems to me it's sane women who have to stand up against their crazy sisters and say, look, enough of that, enough man-hating, enough pathology, enough bringing disgrace on us as a gender. Side um, note, do you think Jordan Peterson fought Nathan Robinson? <laughs> after this article was punished that oh, Jordan oh, Peterson yeah, yeah, flew yeah. to wherever Nathan Robinson right. lived, right. started by telling him he didn't appreciate this article. And then when right. Nathan Robinson was able to, with a lot of quality, back up what he was saying, Jordan Peterson just started beating him up. Is that right. what happened? Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, because I can't, it's just so crazy that I know people read this and are like, yeah, but none of them have ever solved a single conflict in the real world in their life like this. You know, like well, when it furthermore, works, furthermore, you're not allowed to do this. It's fucking illegal. Right. If yes. you just like, like I, I live around people that I've seen get in fights a lot. And guess what? A lot of those people are wearing fucking ankle bracelets right now because yeah. you're not allowed yeah. to just start fighting people when you disagree with them. <laughs> and the idea that Peterson thinks that that's, um, that's how the world works is just so naive. And I would love to know when the last physical altercation he was in with a man was. Yeah. You no, know? Peterson and his rough Canadian upbringing that allowed him to get his doctoral degree uh, was right. obviously just filled with a lifetime of like fisticuffs. Right, uh, I know. What people don't actually realize is that the movie Rocky is actually Jordan Peterson's <laughs> life story. Um, I know, it's fucking absurd. And if, if Apollo Creed had been a woman, what the fuck would he have done? Yep. People yep. don't think about that enough. Yep. All right. Uh, would you do this next part? Sure. Okay. That's one of the most ridiculous things. Now, one could interpret this disturbing passage to mean that Peterson is upset. There's a social taboo against him beating up the Toronto woman who calls him a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I don't really see how to interpret it differently. He says that he's defenseless against her insanity. Because the techniques he would use on a man are forbidden. Parentheses. Why he has no other defenses, such as ignoring her, is unclear. <laughs> but Peterson would vigorously object to the idea that he's in any way endorsing violence against women. No, I'm simply saying that all human interaction has an underlying threat of physicality. How could you so willfully and unfairly misinterpret me? And of course, if we challenge Peterson's contention that when men are talking to each other in any serious manner, there is some underlying threat, <laughs> parentheses, I've just been talking to a fellow current affairs editor about Jordan Peterson, 
and I did not feel potential <laughs> violence bubbling beneath the surface, except possibly toward my copy of Mass Meaning. Parentheses. He will retreat to the proposition about how you can't respect a man who would never fight you under any circumstances. <laughs> After all, any circumstances means he wouldn't even physically intervene to stop you from hurting someone. And how can you respect that? Uh, side note, women are unbelievably capable of that as well. Yeah. Uh, parentheses. That is a far cry from there's always an underlying threat, though. End parentheses. Peterson makes ominous sounding and seemingly false generalizations and yet builds in caveats so that nobody can accuse him of endorsing the thing it sounds like he's endorsing. This is the same thing that happens with his discussions of nice guys and cruelty. He'll say that people who are too nice will get taken advantage of and talk about the importance of being capable of cruelty, which certainly sounds like it's encouraging people to be sadistic dicks. But then he'll insist that actually he's not talking about being cruel. He's talking about being able to be cruel. Parentheses, you idiot. How could you not see the difference? End parentheses. Uh, this is just my own personal thing. I'm interjecting. I hate that niceness gets taken advantage of. It's like this presupposition that the person who's being nice can't possibly understand what it would lead to. And that frustrates me because there's so many situations where even if me being nice is going to be taken advantage of, I'd still rather have that be. Even if you told me the whole time with proof, like you had like a future TV that you could show me that my kindness was going to be taken advantage of, I'd still pick kindness. I'd rather be taken advantage of than to be a dickhead any day of the week. Sorry. Most, most of um, the time. Most yeah. of the time. It's just like and, and, and obviously, I would say to a certain extent, that does um, show our, our privilege because most of the time, yeah. the interactions we have yeah. are low stakes enough that if we get mm -hmm. fucked over, quote unquote, that means we're staying at work for an extra half an hour or, you know, or we're um, sitting in traffic for 10 more minutes. Obviously, if you live, you know, in a shanty town in South Africa, yeah. taking advantage of might mean, you know, someone fucking stealing your kidneys or some shit, you know. Yes, so, or like um, kidnapping your child for the second right, grade or some shit. Right, yes. right, right. So, yeah, and so but, thank you so much for pointing that out because, yeah. I but the point is, is that, out of a position. right, but because, but since we have privilege, I think um, when we're talking about normal day-to-day -day interactions, I do think it behooves us to be as nice as possible. Yeah. Um, and obviously there are exceptions as far as um, like political interactions. I am not suggesting that we need to have civility and, and find compromise and be kind to people that, you know, want to take away people's healthcare and want to throw children in cages. That's, those right. aren't the interactions I'm talking about. I'm talking about like being at the store and letting someone who only has one item or an old lady that has 20 items go in front of you yeah, rather than exactly. not. That's yeah. all. Or having your parking spot taken and not throwing a fucking fit about it. Right. You know? Just yep. like just being, being like, oh, car. I could walk more. Yeah. I am a fat ass. Exactly. It's fine for me to walk <laughs> more, you know? Exactly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, anyhow. All right. so, Sorry. And he's not against nice people. He's just saying that the weak shall perish. <laughs> because you can pick your Peterson. Those who watch his YouTube videos can take very different messages from the same set of words. A video about hitting women, in which Peterson never endorses hitting women, has the following among its most highly upvoted comments. My great-grandmother once told me, never hit a woman, woman, or never hit women, but you can sure as hell hit her back upvoted 660 times uh next one shouldn't hit uh shouldn't hit any 
one, but if someone attacks you, you can defend yourself, even if it's a woman. 745 upvotes. I would never hit a lady. And an aggressive bitch is another question. Uh, 576 upvotes. The original ethic was that a gentleman should never hit a lady at the point that a woman threatens you or or your own she is definitely not a lady being a lady like being a gentleman requires civility grace respect and personal responsibility for one's own behavior peterson didn't Just on a side note he is excusing pers- his not having a personal responsibility for his behavior because this lady doesn't have responsibility for hers. So mm-hmm. you don't have to have any personal responsibility if other people don't. Then what the fuck is the point of personal responsibility? I'm sorry. Right, right, right. Peterson sorry. didn't say that he would never hit a woman. He only implied that every woman <laughs> he had ever hit is dead. I don't get that one, but uh, I believe I women- I think that one might be making fun of Peterson, hopefully. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. I believe women deserve rights and lefts, uh, exclamation points three times, 550 upvotes. Yay. God damn. And what I hate, uh, and Mike, once again, thank you so much uh, for uh, introducing me to the Innuendo Studios. But now I can so see this through the lens of his like Angry Jack videos, where this is just a group of people trying to make sure that their life views aren't morally questionable. Right. They're like, yeah, this is all fine. See, we all agree with this. This is awesome. Hitting women's fine if they're angry women. Hitting, you know, right. like, yep. fucking, fucking all these excuses to justify their terrible behavior. If people who follow you seem to, seem to say things like this a lot, you should probably think hard about why you're attracting this kind of audience. It's not that Peterson is endorsing violence, but because he's a Rorschach test, who can be interpreted many ways his lectures about the chaotic female and the necessity of strength and the capacity for cruelty provide uh, ready material to those seeking philosophical rationalizations for aggression true uh peterson that's how i should have said what i just said (laughs) peterson is at the his uh, murkiest when he is talking about nature half of the time he seems to be committing the naturalistic fallacy. Um, we should click on that fallacy and look at that at the end of this paragraph. He'll describe tendencies that exist and imply that these things are therefore good. So he'll talk about uh, dominance hierarchies among lobsters and extort young men to look for inspiration to the victor- victorious, victorious lobsters or lobster. Of course, the animal kingdom is also a place of mutual aid. And for a man to emulate a lobster is like a woman treating the existence of the <laughs> praying mantis as a, a, a license to eat her husband. Um, but Peterson will uh, viscerate, or vacillate. vacillate between seeming to claim that nature implies a clear and victorious hierarchical order of things and insisting that he is not precluding criticism of the existing order of things. When he seems to say something fallacious, i.e. hierarchies are okay because, because natural, he will qualify it with a caveat that means he is saying nothing at all, e.g. 
nat- natural things are sometimes okay, but not always. Sam Harris, who is a sympath- sympathetic to Peterson's political stances, has pointed out in exasperation that many of Peterson's claims about the foundations of good conduct are either unsupported or do not make sense. Do we want to read oh, that yes. naturalistic yeah. fallacy? Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Thank you, Wikipedia. Yes. <laughs> okay. In philosophical ethics, the term naturalistic fallacy was introduced by British philosopher G.E. Moore in his uh, 1903 book, Principa Ethica. Okay. Moore argues it would be fallacious to explain that that which is good reductively in terms of natural properties such as pleasant or desirable. Moore's naturalistic fallacy is closely related to the is-ought problem, which is David Hume's thing. It's also called um, uh, Hume's guillotine. However, unlike Hume, Hume's view of the is-ought problem, Moore and other proponents of the ethical non-naturalism did not consider the naturalistic fallacy to be at odds with moral realism. So the fallacy just basically is just because something exists doesn't mean that it's good. And then I'll go a little bit further. What gets me not like further than these people, I'm not saying I'm going further than Hume went. It's like what I hate about nature when they're like, well, it exists in nature, blah, blah, blah. It's like, bitch, we don't even understand nature. Like, this shit changes. How we understand how these things interact and stuff changes constantly. So for you to be like, this is the natural order, I would first have to believe that anybody understood the natural order before that's what I started, like, using my basis for fucking life on. Uh, Reading that Sam Harris quote, has human evolution actually selected for males that closely conform to the heroism of St. George? And is this really the oldest story we know? Aren't there other stories just as old reflecting quite different values that might also have adaptive advantages? And in what sense do archetypes even exist? Isn't it obvious that most of what we consider ethical, indeed, almost everything we value, now stands outside the logic of evolution? Caring for disabled children would most likely have been maladaptive for our ancestors during any conditions of scarcity, while cannibalism recommended itself from time to time in every corner of the globe. How much inspiration should we draw from the fact that killing and eating children is also an ancient archetype? Such a good point. Such a good fucking point. Like, if you're going to go down that route, what is your method for picking and choosing, Phoenix? Mm Mm-hmm. In my opinion, what's great about this Robinson article is if you are an avid fan of Peterson, but you are open to criticism, you can read this article and there's enough evidence here in my mind for you to walk away having at least some doubts or some questions about Peterson. That's why I'm, I'm such a fan of it. Um, but yeah, next time will be part three of uh, Nathan Robinson's The Intellectual We Deserve. We had a good time. Definitely some laughs. I'm sure there are going to be some yes. laughs in the future here. And uh, yeah, uh, we appreciate y'all stopping by. Just watch out for chaos dragons and have a great day.